coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. This is the award-winning Parareality Radio. My name's Sandman, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour tonight. Good evening, everybody. As always, thanks for tuning in. Well, it is Friday, January 18th, 2019, and of course you know that means it's time for another episode of Parareality Radio. Man, you know, I am really excited to be bringing you this episode tonight because this is the beginning of uh, somewhat of a new era for Parareality Radio. And that's because tonight is the debut of my first resident co-host of the show. I've kind of had a, a co-host of sorts in the past, uh, back when I was doing the annual Skeptics Night. There's a guy uh, by the name of John Harrison who was the, I guess you'd say for lack of a better word, he was the official show skeptic. And I would interview him uh, every April for uh, the annual Skeptics Night. Uh, now, this guy... John Harrison, he came with some very impressive credentials. Uh, he's uh, This guy's a biologist, he's a chemist, he's a medical professional, and as well as a confirmed skeptic. So, you know, this is a pretty smart dude. And we actually had a really good time doing Skeptics Night, and we, we, became, we became pretty good friends. And whenever he was on the show, I always had good reviews, and that had me thinking that it'd be fun to have a regular co-host on the show or a part-time co-host on the show, just some sort of co-host on the show. And um, unfortunately, uh, the first person obviously that I had in mind was John Harrison, but unfortunately John's moved out of state and that makes it kind of, well, it's almost impossible for him to make regular appearances. So I did what any resourceful person would do and uh, I turned to the internet. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a, a member of a Facebook group for uh, the Nashville area podcast community. And I uh, made a post on Facebook uh, about looking for a, a co-host for the show. And, uh, well, the man that I'm about to introduce was one of the people who replied to my post. And that led to us exchanging some emails. And then the emails led to some phone conversations. And the phone conversations eventually led us to a face-to-face meeting. And, you know, it only took that one meeting for me to realize that he was going to make a good addition to the show. And I'm happy to introduce everybody to my new co-host, Eric Patterson. Eric, welcome to Parareality Radio, man. Same man. What's going on? How you doing? Man, I am doing wonderful. I'm Like I said, I'm super excited to have you here on the show. I'm going to tell everybody just a little bit about you. Go ahead. Okay? Yeah. Everybody... Eric's been a podcaster for, what, a year and a half now. Um, he's always been fascinated by the world of the paranormal and all these weird TV shows like Fringe, which is one of the shows that I love, Ancient Aliens, one of the shows that I, I love as well. Uh, these shows, you know, this sparked his imagination, according to him, and uh, it inspired him to learn more. And so you began to do your own research, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Um, as you were mentioning those shows, um, I was thinking, and actually I just saw on Amazon, um, the show Stargate. I don't know if you've ever seen Stargate. Yes. Stargate SG-1 or Stargate Atlantis. I used to watch those with my dad, so I'm going to add that yeah. to the list. Yeah, those yeah. Are, they're really cool. Um, they got an older vibe, like late 90s type of sci-fi vibe, but uh-huh. 
that I'd add that to the list. So yeah. Yeah. You uh there's I can't remember the the name of the channel. There's this channel that comes uh it's uh W I can't even, I'm not even gonna. I, mean, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Even, but it's it's an over the air HD uh, channel that you, okay. you don't get on your your cable package and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, it's called Comet TV. Okay. And they air a lot of the old episodes of uh, Stargate SG One oh, nice. and uh, Andromeda. Yeah. With uh, uh, the guy that used to play Hercules. I can't remember his name. Picture. Yeah, yeah. His name. yeah. So yeah, I've I've watched a, a few reruns. Yeah. Hit the wrong button there. I watched a few reruns of those shows. Um, oh, yeah, but, um, yeah, alongside that, um, though, I, actually, I say Stargate, but that is like the first sci-fi show I really watched. I would watch them with my dad on, um, I believe it was the old Sci-Fi Network. Yeah, probably. Um, and yeah, we watched those, and then I, yeah, I was a Fringe addict. I oh, my God, I love that show, yes. Um, Walter Bishop, and uh, yeah, just that whole, like, parallel timeline parallel universe um there's something about that that just really interesting and um love the actors in that and mm-hmm. then um ancient aliens yeah yeah always always good stuff there um and yeah huge sci-fi fan all sci-fi movies i mean i'm i'm down so me yeah. too me too yeah. we're, we're kindred souls we, yeah, like, <laughs> as, as we uh, as we keep talking we, yeah we, yeah for sure. so your podcast. You you currently are are you? Would you consider yourself the host or the co-host of your podcast? Co-host. You you're yeah, the yeah. co-host, yeah. but you're the main guy though. Yes. You I, are the host, and then you have a co-host, right? Exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So we uh, yeah, I do all the uh, like uploading the podcast and all the all the technical stuff. You're the um, heavy, yeah. And uh, yeah, my 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 friend Kyle, best friend roommate Kyle. Um, yeah, we've been doing it for a year and a half. And it's, uh, we, we do a lot, we do, it's a mix of like current events and, um, weird stuff. And we try to, we try to throw in some pretty funny stories every now and then just came across this story of a, uh, of a, uh, apparently a farmer in Utah found a, a whale in his fields. <coughs> okay. So, I missed that. Know, yeah. I mean, I just, I found a little write up on some local news channel website and, uh, I mean, I have no idea how valid it is, but. You know, there's a whole phenomenon about like things falling from the sky and yeah. like fish, fish like. Yeah, that I can get, but a whale. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know. I, like I this was it. like like a, a carcass. I mean, this like, wasn't like a, a, a skeletal remain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, but that's anyway, interesting. We do a ton of funny stuff. It's I would say it's more it's more entertaining, but we like to do some some really cool stories. We've done stories about like um, old uh, Victorian era medium ships. And, oh yeah. Uh, yes. Cool. So the the name of your podcast is called The World We Live In, and you can hear it on Podbean. 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 You can, yeah, you can hear it on Podbean, um, iTunes, uh, really anywhere, any of the big guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Eric obviously is going to be joining me here as like a, a, a part-time co-host here on the show, and uh, he's going to be making regular appearances on the, the second show of every month. So starting this year... I'm going back to doing every other week on the podcast instead of just monthly. We're going to do a, a bi-weekly show. Um, first Friday of the month is me. Third Friday of the month will be me and my co-host Eric here, and we're going to have uh, we're going to have a good time. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting this kicked off. Definitely. Uh, before we get too deep in the show, yes. Let me tell everybody how they can get in touch with us here because there are a few different ways. 
So if you're a regular listener of the show, this is where you can get up and go to the bathroom because you've already heard this before. If you're new, if you're if you're a uh, the world we live in fan, and this is your first time listening to Parareality Radio, welcome. And here's how you can get in touch with me, Sandman, or Eric here on the show. First of all, you can just simply send me an email. The email address is sandman at parareality.com, or you can just go to the parareality.com website and uh, just uh, surf around there and hit the old contact page and or button, and you can get in contact with me that way. Uh, you can also go to my Facebook page. Um, I do have a Facebook page for Parareality Radio. Just go in your Facebook search engine, type in Parareality Radio, and Parareality is all one word. It's P-A-R-A-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y, Parareality Radio. And uh, you can find the Facebook page by doing that. I'm also on Twitter, if you happen to be on Twitter, so you can follow me there at Parareal Radio. That's at Parareal Radio on Twitter. Or you can call the show. I do still have the studio line back from when I was doing the live show. I use it now uh, mainly just for if people want to call and just leave a message. The number is area code 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. You can call there, leave a message. Just be aware, though, that I may play your comment back on the show. So leaving me a message gives me permission to do so. If you don't want it to be played back, you need to tell me in your message, don't play this back. And never know, I may also answer the phone too because I'm in the studio every so often working on the show and I may actually just pick it up and answer. So you never know. So those are all the different ways you can get in touch with me here on the show. Um, so let's talk to Eric. Let's do it. Eric, so how did you, I know you just said you're a fan of sci-fi and all that sorts of stuff. How did you get interested into like the, the more paranormal and weird stuff and what led you to, to do in a, a podcast? Um, I guess it's, it's just been like a kind of progression. I, uh, I was just thinking about, um, some of this stuff the other day. I think the, the earliest memory I have of anything having to do with like paranormal or, and just to preface this, I haven't had any paranormal experiences or anything like that. So it's nothing, nothing about that. But, um, the f- earliest memory I have is I was um, another classic. Oh, hell yeah. And Loch Ness Monster. Oh, wow. So, okay. I guess you could say those are the big three. I, I feel like playing pop culture, those are probably, yeah. probably up there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, she mentioned those to me, and um, I just continued uh, to have a fascination and um, kept reading stuff and watching TV shows definitely were the biggest outlet for me to mm-hmm. yeah. understand more stuff. Um, yeah, along with paranormal um, things, it's like ancient history or hidden history type of stuff, mm-hmm. information that might have been lost throughout the ages, ancient civilizations. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just kept building on itself. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like anything you start off with like 
the, the big topics, and then as you explore more, you get down to the finer details. And yeah. um, I'm really interested in like some of the guys um, who have done um, like deep research into some of the stuff. Um, the name's escaping me, but um, the man who did the research about like the Mothman um, in Point Pleasant. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't. I'm sorry. The name's escaping me. Me very too. Popular, yeah. Very popular writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read any of his stuff, but, um, I have been introduced to his works and all, all of that stuff is really interesting to me. Yeah. How people, uh, kind of explore it from a humanity standpoint and try to understand, are these real occurrences? Like are people are, they interview people, um, are, are these real happenings and where is like the boundary between the paranormal and, um maybe just like a legend or just a story that gets passed around. Yeah. yeah. So. The the TV show that got me interested into it was the original In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Yes, of course. That, I was, when I was a kid, I was fascinated with that show. And that's kind of, I guess, if, if you could say what influenced me the most as a kid, it, it would be, it would be that show. Um, but, you know, I, I did have, when I was probably around 10 or so, I did have, uh, the only way that I can describe it is a, is an unexplained experience, a paranormal type experience. And people who've listened to the show before, they've heard me say this a million times. So this is old news, but I, uh, I was, I was raised as an only child, but mm-hmm. uh, I was spoiled. I admit it. Cause I had no brothers and sisters to, you know, to, 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 to split up the booty with, but I wanted a, a set of bunk beds. Yeah. And, so uh, I got had a, got a, like a set of bunk beds for Christmas or birthday or something like that, and yeah. had these bunk beds. And I would uh, swap out from sleep. sometimes I sleep on the top bunk, sometimes I sleep on the bottom. You know. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night I was sleeping on the top bunk, and uh, I woke up. Don't know what time it was, but sometime during the middle of the night. And um, that's not unusual for me. I've you know I've always had problems sleeping my whole entire life ever since yeah. I was a kid. And my, the way that our house was, my parents' bedroom was across, like directly across the hall from mine. And my mother hates the dark, (laughs) hates it. So there was always a nightlight on in the hallway and you could see when, when I woke up, I could see the hall. I could, you know, there was plenty of light and I was laying there, uh, probably trying to go back to sleep or excuse me or something and i heard the sound of i can only describe it as bare feet walking on carpet okay and now this was i'm going to tell everybody how old i am here this was in the 70s here okay (laughs) so this was the era of shag carpeting and stuff so you know there was a distinct sound that feet made when it walked on carpet and it came from my parents' room, and I just thought it was my mother coming out of their room, and it would not be unusual for her to get up during the night, like uh, go to the bathroom, or if she ever woke up, she would always like come and check on me, make sure I was okay, you know, on the only child syndrome type deal, you know, and and I just thought it was my mom, mm-hmm. and I heard these footsteps walked directly out of my parents' room, walked across the hall, and stopped in the threshold of my door. Now, remember, 
There was a nightlight on. I had plenty of light to see. Yeah. There was nobody there. Mm. And and when the footsteps stopped at my 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 threshold of my room, yeah. This was what I heard. I heard some, something went and then did a little smacking like like that and then turned and walked down the hall. Okay. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, sure. And it 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 wasn't my mom. Yeah. Wasn't my dad? Wasn't the family dog? You know, because I could, I was up, I was up high, so I had view of the floor and the whole doorway and and everything. It it there was nothing there. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing there. And so, uh, like I said, it scared the shit out of me. So I kind of like stayed up the rest of the night with the covers pulled up. You know, thinking what the hell's going to happen oh, here? Yeah. What was that? You know. And I never really told uh, my parents about it or anything like that. And I, I don't know. I've never researched the history of the land that my home, my childhood home was on. But I do know that it was farmland at one point. Okay. And we're talking about deep south here. Um, so it could, it could be some, you know, Native American something or other. Who knows? Sure. But that's that's the one and only time that anything like that ever happened to me in that house. Now, if anything's happened to my mother or, or whatever, I she hasn't said anything. But there, I wasn't asleep. I didn't dream it, and I don't know what it was. So, yeah. you know that and and that one incident stuck out with me so much, and I think that's kind of why I started watching the the Leonard Nimoy in search of show. You know, yeah. to try to find some sort of answer for that, and just and ever since then, I've just been after watching that show. It just got me more and more deep into it. So here we are, so many years later, and I've been doing this internet radio show slash podcast for years now, and I'm still looking for answers. You're still searching. Still searching. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, that's that's one of the things that's um, that's awesome is that. Uh, a lot of this stuff is, for lack of a better word, mysterious. And, yeah. Uh, first-hand accounts, I, I believe, and I think a lot would agree, that those are like the best sources of knowledge. Yeah. Because we, I mean, we each have our own experience of things, and the way one person interprets something is not going to be the same way so another true. person interprets so something. So true. And you get, a, you get like a ton of those together, and you can start to piece together, okay, where did this come from? Where are the where are the truths? Where are the exaggerations? And uh, yeah, it just it just continues continues to grow. So you mentioned stuff like the Loch Ness monster and, sure. and Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Is it? Are you a believer in Nessie and, and Sasquatch? I am not a believer in Nessie. Uh, Neither am I. I think I think it's I think it's one of those things that caught on and people just. Kept dragging it through and yeah, developed. Yeah. It was, and it was river monsters. River monsters, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and um, yeah, they're like half blind. It, it, they're just a wild animal. But anyway, I'm gonna have to look this up while you're talking because yeah, now check, you got me. Check the Greenland shark out uh, if you're listening. Um, and I, I don't know a specific year, but they were very recently just found. Like I'm talking maybe 50s or 60s. Like the first one. Wow. Publicly was caught. Because um, they live so deep, they they live in like pitch black darkness down at the deep fjords. Hmm. Um, but anyway, um, yes, yeah, so I'm not a believer in Nessie. Um, 
again, the stories are always entertaining. Of course, yeah. Yeah, Bigfoot. I do think there's there's something out there. I I don't know whether it's a um, physical being or a, some sort of spiritual kind of thinly veiled um, phenomenon. Um, I have. So I have been to. Um, Holy crap! I'm looking at. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just no, saying. Yeah, yeah, these Greenland sharks are yeah. wow. They're pretty awesome. They are. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's freaky. I've been to um, the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation out in uh, South Dakota, and we were. It's a really long story, but my one of my teachers in high school had um, had done a lot of work out there, and she got connected with. Um, a man who was fairly respected in the tribe and um he was telling us about some of the ideas about sasquatch and it being like a spiritual entity that yeah. comes back to check on the world and um they didn't view it as a negative mm -hmm. uh presence it was just kind of from what i remember it was kind of like you don't like you kind of just leave them alone. Like what they do is their own business. Yeah, and you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of the deal. So, um, and then uh, the other one was Dracula that I mentioned. Um, yeah, which is always fun. Um, vampires, I feel like have taken on a pulp, a pop culture, uh, mm -hmm. pop culture role, especially in the past few years. Thanks um, to Anne Rice. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was actually I was actually just watching uh, the show called The Originals, which is about uh, which is about vampires. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's pretty good. It, I watched the first episode. I was like, yeah, I might. Is it a scripted show or is it yeah. like a? It's a scripted. Yeah, it's, a scripted, scripted show. Show. it's about a. Uh, it's about an old family that um, deals in like black magic, and long story short, they end up turning into vampires. And ah. yeah, and then they, they found the city of New Orleans and. Have you ever seen the movie What We Do in the Shadows? No, I haven't. Oh my God, you need to watch this movie. Okay. I'm sure it's on Netflix. Uh -huh. It's a comedy, okay. um, but it is a quote-unquote documentary about a clan of vampires in the modern era. Ah, okay. Freaking hilarious. Really? It is so hilarious, but it's really, really good. Yeah. They've they have got to do a sequel to this show. That's how that's how good it is. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's okay. it's called What We Do in the Shadows. You need to need to look it up. Gotcha. So I I am akin to you. I I don't believe uh that there is a Loch Ness monster. I, maybe once there used to be. Yeah. Uh but it either has to be the longest living creature in the history of the universe <laughs> or there has to be a breeding population of these things and if there's a breeding population then we would see more of them and we wouldn't see just one at a time we'd see multiple of these creatures so i'm with you i don't i don't think that nessie is if nessie was real nessie's not with us anymore yeah and yeah. uh i've i do think that there is something to bigfoot mm -hmm. uh there's just been way too many people with way too many stories that seen way too many things all over the United States. So there's something, um, there's a, a guy that I've interviewed, uh, on this show several times. His name's Tony Pratt. He is a, 
uh, I guess you could say he's a, some sort of Bigfoot expert. Uh, he's all about, he's done a lot of, of research in the Sasquatch, had a few encounters. His theories are not mainstream. Um, have you, have you ever heard of any theories about Bigfoot being like a, a um, like a pet that was left here by an alien race or something like that? Like, you know, he, he escaped or something, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, he's not, he doesn't necessarily believe in that, but he does think that there's a connection between Bigfoot and UFOs and that, that, uh, the Sasquatch is more of a spiritual type creature, more ethereal, I guess. That's, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah. Because some of the stories I've I've heard have there's a few I've heard where people have like shot it and it like doesn't there's no effect and like it just seems yeah. it just seems more and like the the kind of like disappearing and not and like random encounters yeah yeah so yeah. that's where I'm leaning but who knows <laughs> but I I have um, talked to some. Um, Speaking of vampires, yeah. uh, kind of changing the subject. You'd mentioned Dracula and stuff. I I have talked to some people who are self-professed vampires. Um, the most, and doing this this podcast for as long as I have, I have come across some very strange and unusual people, as I you can, can imagine. imagine. Yeah. Um, and the the guy that that I'm uh, thinking of, he wrote a book. I got a copy of it somewhere. I can't remember the name of it. It's yeah. basically about how to be a vampire or something like that. But, that, but yeah, yeah. The guy's name is he. He go. I don't know what his real yeah. name is. His the name that he goes by is Freighter Niall Lappertep or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, strange. yeah. Some some weird weird thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I I read this book and it's it's not for everybody. It's yeah. it's it, but it's it's decent, but. Um, I don't know if there are your typical blood drinking, long fanged vampires out running around all over the place. Um, but I do believe that there are people who are psychic vampires. Oh, okay. Um, and this guy was, was a self-professed or self-proclaimed psychic vampire. And, uh, I do believe that there are that there's something to it. I've, I've done a handful of experiments in it and, and uh, mixed results, you know, with, with my experiment, my amateur experimentation. But I do believe that there are some psychic vampires out there that are, that, I mean, I think those are our modern day vampires. I don't sure. necessarily know that there's, like I said, you know, people running around sucking blood out of other people. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope that's not the case. Um, I feel like there are a lot of uh, bloodborne diseases that one could obtain from sucking blood, but you know the vampire yeah. might be immune to that. I was going to so. say, if you're a vampire, you're immortal, and you know yeah. you're you're dead. So what does it matter? It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Excuse I, me, you're undead. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another one that just popped to my mind um, is some of the research from that I really enjoy is um, some of the research from Linda Guthrie. She does a lot of uh, Wolfman, uh, do- uh, sorry, Dogman, Wolf type creatures. Beast um, of Bray Road. Yes, Bray Road. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm very familiar with her work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely one of the most famous. I, I've actually, I have read one of her books. Um, can't remember which one. I think it was a couple years, uh, 
it was published a couple years ago, but it is uh, Wolfman Encounters, and yeah, a lot of lot of lot in Wisconsin. Wisconsin That's where she's from. Like yeah, a hot hot bed hot bed. Area. Yeah, um, New York, Vermont, kind of up there. Uh, another hotbed area, um, and then there were also some like, I believe there were some like desert type of. Yeah, uh, what, I think the book you're talking about is was it uh, like Dog Men and Other Strange Encounters or something like that? As, yeah, yeah, I've read that book. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've read a few of Linda's books. Um, I'd love to get her on the podcast. Maybe I can reach out to her and we can interview her. That would be so cool. yeah. um, I would. I would love to take a field trip to Bray Road <laughs> yeah, right. just just so you know just so I can say I've been there you know yeah, yeah. uh I there's this uh there's this new show I want to say it's on the history channel it's either history or travel one of the mm-hmm. two it's uh called legend hunter okay um this guy I can't remember his name but he's some sort of biologist or something like that and he mm-hmm. takes um these urban legends um and he investigates them. One of the things that he did was the Lizzie Borden murder. Oh, yeah. uh, but his his latest episode was on Bray Road, the okay. Beast of Bray Road. And uh, he thinks his his final conclusion was that the Beast of Bray Road is nothing more than a black bear with a mange. So which yes, that, makes that a good case for it. An opinion that I've heard from um, mainstream science is the mange the mange theory. And I've looked at pictures of. Bears with mange, and don't get me wrong, it's weird. Yeah, like they oh, look yeah. very creepy, very creepy, and it looks like a disgusting disease. Yeah, um, their head is very wolf-like though, without very, all that hair. Yes, yeah. very. Um, but then you hear about like then you hear stories of them like in packs, people experiencing them in packs, and you're like, maybe that can't be the full theory, but. I have no doubt that people have witnessed bears with mange. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh, it's a wolf. Well, the the thing that gets me about that it could be a dog man, as as Linda calls it, is the way that she, the way that the people that she interviews describes the creature running as it runs on its hind legs with the arms stretched out in front of it, like what would what you would picture like a dog if a dog could run on its hind legs yep. what you would picture a dog like running with its front legs kind of straight out like that yep. and a bear number 1 doesn't really run on its hind legs it walks but when they do they don't have their arms stuck straight out like that they're kind of you know bent crooked yeah so that's the thing that struck me is because there's more than one person that has described it as running on its hind legs with its arms stuck out yeah. in front of it yeah. like that it's like a frankenstein like you know you would picture frankenstein yeah, from from yeah. you know boris karloff so that that is the thing that sticks out to me is that there's yes could there could it be a bear of the mange that could be responsible for some of the sightings but that doesn't explain the people who say they've seen it running like that mm-hmm. that's what freaks me out 100 percent. yeah totally in agreement there um i was just thinking uh we hop back between the popular popular uh, topics yeah uh true blood on hbo i don't know if you've ever seen that yes true blood uh another one i watched um, started out good ended like shit agreed yeah agreed yeah they killed off some characters that i uh disagreed with but you know is what it yeah. is but yeah totally uh another vampire popularized there so yeah yeah, yeah. you you've got to look at at historically what vampires 
were historically and what yeah. vampires are now. And now they've been romanticized and turned into these creatures that glitter gold in the sunlight and, yeah, you know, the drink the blood of deer or whatever. And historically, vampires were vile, nasty, disgusting creatures. Yeah, like you know, demonized and hunted by, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so it, now, it's like anything else, you know, c- could they have morphed over the years? Could they have quote-unquote evolved? Absolutely, if they're real. Yeah. But uh, I think the the real answer to van- are there vampires would be they're more psychic vampires than there, there are yeah. the, the sanguine. The, the, yeah, the physical. Yeah. Blood-sucking, yeah. Yeah. Um, Back to, uh, I was just thinking about the Jeremy Wade thing and the Loch Ness, and they're like, it's crazy <coughs> how many stories there are, like, all over the world of these, like, remote lakes where people have seen these, like, giant fish. And that's just, like, this, I yeah. think this is more of a, this is more of, like, a physical mystery, but it just, it just makes me think every time about how many things are out there in the oceans, lakes. That, that we, we don't know. Don't even know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have never seen, and we have no idea. Greenland shark, exactly. Yeah. Greenland shark, yeah. That we have, that we are yet to discover. Um, well, they they just confirmed the existence of the giant squid a few years ago. Ah, yes. You know. Yep. So we know more about space than we do our own ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the the giant squid could explain the uh, legend of the kraken. You oh, know? for sure, for sure, it could. Yeah. I would like to think that it's more like Clash of the Titans, but. It's probably probably not. <laughs> I, I am totally in your boat. I totally do too. Or uh, or the scene from um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, I hate I hated those movies. So <laughs> I'm not a Johnny Depp fan. I'm no, sorry. No, no. There's, there's a topic we disagree. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So we won't talk about Johnny Depp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so what about uh, what about stuff uh, more spiritual in nature, like like ghosts and poltergeists yeah. and and demons and stuff like that what what are your thoughts on on stuff like that yeah um again i haven't had any experiences um within this so this is purely conjecture um but yeah totally i do believe uh there's a phenomenon that happens when there is a ton of negative energy mm, and yeah. things get caught in this side of existence and um, I'm, I cannot, I, I think I'm getting the name of this theory right, but it's like the stone tape theory where something gets caught. Yeah. Something, as I've just explained, something gets caught in our reality and it like keeps repeating itself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where ghosts come from, where you like, where you, you just see something there and it's just kind of bland and it's kind of like. Doesn't interact. Doesn't interact. Yeah. It's fading in and out. Mm. Um, now the weirder ones are the stories where people have like marks on their bodies or something happens, and that I don't I don't really know what I believe, um, but I do believe there can be uh, evil um, entities that I think the person involved has to kind of search those out. Yeah, I don't think they just are able to interact with us. I believe you either have to run into it or you have to like, I don't know what the hell you'd be doing, but <laughs> nothing that I would be doing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, run doing a doing some sort of Ouija board stuff where you and that's that's a whole other topic if you believe in that. 
um, or like some seance and you bring mm-hmm. something in that isn't supposed to be here. Um, well, it's interesting to hear you 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 say yeah. about the stone tape theory and you know things that you can't interact with because it's more like a recording, right? It is, yeah. That is what a ghost is, my friend. A ghost yes. is nothing more than, for lack of a better definition, a spiritual uh, recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does the same thing over and over again. You cannot interact with it. Uh, it doesn't see you because it's just a recording. Uh-huh. A spirit, on the other hand. Thank you for, yes, thank you for that. Yeah, that is the one that interacts with you and scratches you or when you do the EVP session, it answers you on the the EVP and all that. So there's, they're different. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. There's, yes, it's where they are. They're able to interact with this side. And then the poltergeist is something totally separate from the ghost and the spirit. Yes. Yes. And I am not, I've, I've, I've seen a couple of the, uh, the old poltergeist movies. Uh, but as far as the topic's concerned, I don't know a ton about poltergeist. Um, so yeah, I can't really, I can't speak. <laughs> I can't really speak on that. Um, that's okay. That's, that's the, that's one of the good things about doing stuff that we yeah. do is you, you're like, I don't know much about this. Let me, let me learn about it. And then, then before you know it, you're like, I need to do a show on this. I need, you know, I need to do more on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, um, this is this is me personally, and I have been, um, as I mentioned previously, I've been to the uh, Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, and I've yeah. done a um, uh, a sweat lodge. Oh yes, which is one of their uh, cleansing ceremonies, um, and uh, it was it was fairly official because there are sweat lodges you can do where it's not. Yeah, and you native. die and stuff. Yeah, it's not native, but mm. again, my teacher that I had in high school, she had connections on the reservation, and um, um, we had a man who was fairly renowned um, and fairly respected, actually very respected within the tribe. That's do, great. Do our do our sweat lodge, and um, it was it was really awesome. Did you think you were gonna die? There was a point <laughs> where I almost left, um, but. I pushed through, and when I exited the, uh, it's like a it's like a rawhide tent. Yeah. When I exited the tent, it was one of the most euphoric feelings I've ever felt. There's there was something about the sweating, and I know people get this when they work out. I get it when I work out. After I after I work out, I feel amazing. There is something about like. Endorphins. Endorphins and sweating out the bad stuff that you take in throughout the day. And this was on a very more spiritual level. They were chanting and the rocks that had been heated up for the uh, sweat lodge were from... um, uh, They were from one of the mountains in Washington. I can't remember the name. It it might have been Mount St. Helens, but they were... Yeah. And uh, they had been heating them all day. They were like bright red it was wild and they were carrying them in on these um i believe they were carrying them in on like a, a deer antler it was, it was very awesome um and wow. I, I did to this day going to the pine ridge indian reservation is probably a highlight of my life so far wow because it just expanded my um my world view um and expanded That's my awesome. idea of native culture and it's awesome yeah so I'd love to talk about that. Anytime I can bring that up, I'll bring it up just because it's so, it was so profound for me. And we actually um, also got to see a, uh, a Sundance, part of a Sundance, which wow. 
which we didn't think was going to happen and has only happened one other time on this trip that happens every year. Um, just depending on who's doing it, if they feel like... if you. So again, the connection that my teacher had allowed us to do this and we had to be uh, spoken to before we entered because outside of the tribe, not many people are able to see this. Oh, wow. So this was a real, like, big deal. Oh, yeah. It was, and it was, uh, it was, it was truly, truly, um, I don't even know how words to describe it. It was, it was just really incredible to watch these dancers that had um, given themselves to this for, I mean, they don't eat or drink anything, but I think it was, like, sage tea for, like, three or four days. Wow. I mean, it is like it is like a spiritual physical like task um and anyway it's it was it was really awesome and, too uh, bad you couldn't film it i bet they wouldn't let you film it would yeah, they? they we had yeah. to like shut off our phones and all that yeah yeah, yeah. but there was a giant there's a giant giant bald eagle there wow and they had a whole setup i don't know the details of the setup but the setup does there is purpose to where everything's set up in the ceremony and now what what is the purpose of the sun dance the purpose of the Sundance, from what I understood and from what I witnessed, it was very like much like a connected to the world. And, well, yeah, you're suffering if you haven't eaten or drank anything but yeah, sage tea exactly. for three days. Yeah, and they're dancing. I mean, they're they're moving around a a uh, a tree. I can't remember which type of tree it was, but um, yeah. Wow, yeah. I would love to be able to see something like that. It, it was very cool, and like I said, we wouldn't have been able to experience it and. I don't think many people will be able to experience it just because um, my, this teacher I had had been going back there for like years. And she had, it, I mean, this was years in the making. She had developed the relationships and done work with people on the reservation. And uh, she actually got adopted into the tribe. Oh, so she wasn't native then? She, no, she is. Um, okay. She was actually born in Tennessee. She's oh, okay. totally white. Um, and she, yeah, actually got adopted into the tribe on our trip. Before the sweat lodge that we did, wow! By one of the elders. See, I'm I'm trying to get my wife's tribe to adopt me. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know if that's gonna work because my I, wife's I, Native I American. I, I get each yeah. tribe is different. And I, can't, <laughs> I get I have no relation to anything native. Yeah. Um. So I can't speak. But that. so that sounds like that whole trip was something that was very uh like life altering for you. <clears throat> Yeah. Definitely was, definitely was, and that was the second time I I went. Um, the first time I went, we spent this. So the second time I went was in after my freshman year of college, so mm-hmm. four years ago. And the first time I went, um, we spent time at the um, Jesuit school on the reservation, um, Red Cloud Indian School, um, and we got to do all types of. Uh, uh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, activities with the kids and we got to basically shadow like um, kids our age and uh, the reservation is extremely spread out and so these kids are like um, these kids dedicate themselves to getting an education and um, a lot of kids have gone on to do pretty big things that have they go to college and get education and each to, to each their own but some come back to the reservation and help develop uh the reservation and do all that yeah but um it was it was awesome spending time with the kids and like 
just seeing a uh, the kid I was with, totally different background than me. Like we were nowhere close to where we grew up. Like yeah. as far as relation wise, um, and it was just cool. Like gel with another with another kid like hundreds of miles away that has a completely different background as you and um develop a relationship so it was fun and then the second time as i think you probably can um interpret was much more spiritual yeah yeah i i would love to be able to experience something like that as i said my my wife is native american and um her tribe is totally different than any other what you would think would be a typical Native yeah. American tribe. She is um, Lumbee. Okay. And they are from North Carolina. Uh-huh. And the Lumbee Indians are the largest federally unrecognized tribe in the United States. Well, I was about to say, I've never heard. Yeah, not, not many people outside of North Carolina have. Um, so... You need to do some research on if 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 you like Native American yeah, stuff, yeah. do some research on the Lumbee tribe, and their history is absolutely fascinating. And um, there's a guy that wrote a book called uh, "The Only Land I Know," mm. I think is what the name of it is. It's by Philip K. Dial, okay. which is like the definitive book on Lumbees, okay. and it was written in the seventies. Um. But it goes into a lot of the history of the Lumbees and everything. But the paranormal history, well, that's that's not a good term. The the mysterious, yeah. the unexplained history of the Lumbees is where did they actually come from? Because they don't necessarily look like you would think Native Americans look. Okay. They don't talk like Native Americans would talk. And they don't have any of the um, same history that Native Americans have so the legend is that the Lumbee Indians are a hybrid Uh of what was left of the lost colony of Roanoke and the indigenous tribes in North America that the the lost colony got absorbed by them and uh, therefore they adopted a lot of the white man ways Um, they they're dark complected and have dark skin, but some of them have uh, lighter colored hair, uh, blondish or almost blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, they have a very distinct dialect uh, that I cannot describe to you. The only way is you just have to hear it. Yeah. And uh, their names are not um, what you would think would be typical Native American names. Mm-hmm. And, some of their last names are uh, exactly the same as the people that were on the manifest uh, on the boat that came over to uh, Jamestown to the Lost Colony. Yeah, yeah, wow. to Roanoke. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's very very interesting, and um, that's how uh, when I started dating my wife, that's uh, she was Lumbee, and I was like, "What? I've never heard of Lumbee? What the hell is this?" You know. Yeah. So I did some research, and she gave me the book to read, and. Uh, that kind of prompted me to do all this this research and everything. So it was very interesting, um, right up right up your alley. I yeah, mean, you know, yeah, just it's not yeah not not paranormal so to speak, but it is a it is a mystery, and they cannot gain federal recognition. 
And now in the state of North Carolina, they're a recognized tribe, but they cannot gain federal recognition. And it's, it's, it's been a fight that they've been fighting for decades to try to get this done. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to try to work on getting them to adopt me. I don't know if they'll probably make me pay money. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to go over too well, but yeah. I don't know. I, I've got connections in the tribe, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's not even, she won't even take her. You have to take a test to prove your native American, right? She won't even take her test. So she can't even get her card that says I'm an, I'm an Indian. <laughs> She doesn't even have her her, her her wallet card, so I don't think I can get mine either. <laughs> That's a hassle. I I can only imagine. Yeah. So tell me tell me about um how you started uh we're we're we got about ten minutes left. Yeah. So tell me about what got you started doing your podcast, The World We Live In. Yeah, I just simply started um the idea of wanting to create my own content and found it fairly easy to do so um and we my best friend kyle uh we are very uh comfortable talking around each other so it flows and he loves he loves the type of stuff we do um just to give uh more information like on other stuff we've done like ai oh um, yeah we've done like i mean a lot of tech stories like some of the new like space tech and some of the new space discoveries that they're finding are just ridiculously amazing. Um, China landed a yeah. lunar probe mm-hmm. on the dark side of the moon, um, which yep. is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, ton of stuff like that. And yeah, creating content is keep knocking on the cord. Um, creating content is it's fun. It's the, fun to do your own stuff. It is. Yeah. And thanks to today's technology, it, like you said, it's not that difficult no. in, anymore. You don't have to have any real knowledge of what the hell it is that you're doing to do it. This is true. I mean, that's how I got started. I had no freaking clue yeah. what I was doing at all. And you can listen back to some of my first, you know, episodes, and you're like, "Oh God, what a you know, it stinks." That yeah. uh, it just you know, it, you do enough, and you you either get good at it or you don't. You this know, is true. But yeah, that's that's one of the things that I love about today's modern technology is that anybody has a way to do some sort of creative outlet or a way to get their message out there. Or if you're like me, you you know you have all of this interest and you have same thing as you. You have this thing where it's like, well, I've got enough knowledge that I could talk about this. I yeah. think I can you know do as at least as good as some of these other people that are out there. So. When I started doing my my stuff, uh, internet, uh, there was no podcasting. Yeah. That was did not exist. And internet radio was uh, at its infancy, really. And I had no, you know, like everybody else, zero budget. I still have zero budget. You know, everything that I put into this is just, you know, I... I you just sink money into it. The more, you know, your show can get, and you're going to find this out as you keep doing your podcast, but your podcast can get as technologically advanced or as good as what you want it to be. If you're willing to put the money into it and you're willing to put the time into it, you can make it better. Mm -hmm. 
If you're happy with it the way it is, you just keep it like that. And it really, in the end, it's the same. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, did you have uh, a hard time convincing Kyle to uh, do no. it? No. No? Zero hard time. <laughs> there was no hard time. I was like, hey, man. Um, because initially I did think I wanted to uh, just bring on different friends and have them talk about different stuff. But then, you know, then you, then it just got too difficult to be like, oh, is this too weird for them? Like, are yeah. they, they going to accept this? Yeah. But um, with Kyle, it's a consistent, um, consistent voice, consistent mind, consistent ideas. And uh, we just, we have a good time with the topics and we... Uh, yeah, we just keep it going. Well, you can tell that you guys have a good relationship yes. from from the the episodes and st- yeah. that I have listened. I've listened to, I don't know, uh, quite a few of your your episodes, and you you can tell that you've got a good you know friendship and working relationship going on. Their play that you guys do off each other is really good. Yeah, and uh, consistency is if you want to grow your podcast. That's the number one thing is consistency. You have content and consistency. And people will say, oh, content's the number one. I, that's not necessarily what I believe. I, consistency, you have to be consistent. Yeah. You have to give them some, your, your listeners have to know when you're going to come on, what you're going to be talking about, and what the format of your show is. Mm-hmm. If you can be consistent with those three things, you'll get an audience. Yeah. And, and then the content that will come... It comes as you. Uh, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Man, so we're running out of time. Man, what a... I feel like we could sit here and talk forever. Could. We, we could probably do two hours. Maybe we probably, Yeah, we probably uh, could. We probably could. I would like to mention something before we go. Yeah, feel free. Um, there is a new documentary coming out, and I've not... The uh, yes. Goblins of Kentucky. Uh, yes. Dragons Dan and Newkirk. Um, I followed their stuff for a good, good bit of time. Um, it looks really interesting. Something I've never heard of. Yes. Never, I mean, I've heard of the... Uh, have you heard of that incident back in... Uh, I think it's Hopkinsville, uh, where the... It's like a family that said they witnessed, like, goblins attacking their house. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. You, that's what I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. What's the name of the... Is it called Hellier, or...? Uh, I think it's called Hellier. That's the town in Kentucky. Hellier, yeah. Which kind of strange but yeah <laughs> you know and it doesn't sound like it's that far from here we may have to make yeah, a road trip like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm definitely familiar with what you're talking about and i do want to i think it's actually on youtube right now is it so i think okay i think we're gonna well we'll check it out, check it out. <laughs> all right well hey man i i really am glad that uh you took up my offer to to co-host the show um as you hang out with me it's gonna get weird man that's that's the only thing I can say. It's hey, it's gonna okay. it's gonna get weird, but uh, I think we're gonna have a good time. Yes. And I what I what I really hope is that uh, not only will we have a good time with each other, but that we'll help each other grow podcasts. For sure. You know, I would like to um, see your podcast grow. I'd like for you to you know have all the success in the world with with the world we live in, and you guys. Go on over to Podbean. Check out the world we live in with uh, Eric and Kyle. And uh, so, what, what do you come out like once a week? Once a week, um, it's the weekend. Sometimes Mondays, just depending on 
when we when we set record. Sometimes our weekends, you know, I'm I'm only I'm only 23, so sometimes our oh, weekends God. get away from you us. Young, <laughs> you young bastard. So I know we are. We I, are. I'm changing my opinion. I'm gonna have to fire you. I'm sorry, you're too young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of yeah. uh, Well, Eric, thanks for uh, thanks for coming and and talking with us, man, and uh, and uh, for letting everybody. Get to know you. Yeah, yeah. This was this was the fun. get to know you episode. Yes. So next time he's going to be on the show is going to be on uh, the third week, third Friday of February. I can't even. I don't even know what date that is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's when he's going to be back on the show next. Everybody, uh, I hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. Let me know what you thought about it by dropping me an email. That Sandman at Parareality dot com. Um, or you can hey. Visit my website too, www.parareality.com. That's where you can find out all kinds of information about the show. You can listen to current and past episodes there. Um, I've got uh, updated content. Uh, um, I've changed the website somewhat. I now have a news section where you can uh, get the latest and greatest in weird and paranormal and UFO news from all over the world. Uh, and that's you can find that on the news page of the website. Uh, wow, man, there's all kind of places now that you can hear Parareality Radio. You can hear it on Spreaker, which is probably where you're listening to it now. You can always listen to it on Facebook, on the Facebook page, the Parareality Radio Facebook page. Um, I'm on Google Podcasts now. If you, if you have a, a, if you want to do it a Google Podcast, I'm on Stitcher. Uh, there's, uh, another radio thing called last FM or something like that. I think, I, I think you can hear me on there. I'm, 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 I'm all over the place now. So just type in Parareality radio on your favorite search engine and you can find the show. That's for sure. <laughs> like I said, I'm on Facebook. You can type, type in Parareality radio to look on your Facebook search and you can find me there. Also on Twitter, follow me at Parareal radio. I'm going to be tweeting out announcements like special guests, topics and stuff like that. Next show is going to be on Friday, February 1st, 2019 at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. Everybody, I hope this radio program opens up your mind to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then... Will you see the true power of the universe? Good night, everybody, and I will see you on February the 1st. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.